Father's house. We declare an open heaven over the lives of your people. A place where you speak. A place where your heart is revealed. A place, oh God, where you let known your thoughts. For your ways are far above our ways. Your thoughts are above our thoughts. We need an elevation, oh God, of our thinking. We need an elevation of our thinking right now. Lord, lift us, oh God, deliver us, oh God, from limited thinking in the name of Jesus. Learn and lift us, deliver us from limited living in the name of Jesus. Oh God, just extend. This extend, this extend, this extend, this extend our borders, this extend our expectation, this extend, oh God, our anticipation, this extend our attention span. In the name of Jesus, give us a capacity to absorb, give us a capacity to receive, take, give us a capacity to take in, in the name of Jesus. All that you have in store, all that you have in store. We thank you for absorption and capabilities, absorption, capabilities in the name of Jesus. That that which is in the oh God, as you know, oh God, our bodies, our spirits, will just will not be sponges that will just begin to absorb everything. Oh, Shamanda, Levete, Lamazana, Lamanda. Make us conscious, oh God. Oh, make us, oh God. Oh God, have given us the capacity to absorb. 
sang the song and we said, it's your breath in our lives. So we know that the breath of God, the same breath that caused all that was in God to find expression in Adam, it's that same breath that created and spoke all of the worlds into existence that spoke and creation responded in the mighty name of Jesus is in that same breath that is in our lives so today we understand that that which was in the Father is in us so much so that he would say to Ezekiel prophesy he would say to him you see these dead bones you see the situation around you but you can change it as you begin to release that which is on the inside of you. So this morning, I want to challenge you, even as we come into the house of the Lord this morning, I do not know what it needs to shift, what needs to change, what needs to be transformed in your life. But today, we know one thing, that the secret is, it is His breath in our lives. So as I begin to open up my mouth, as I begin to declare, as I begin to decree, it will be established. It will be established. So I challenge you in faith this morning, just begin to open up your mouth. Just begin to speak. Call those things that are not as though they are. Begin to declare that today I'll declare that seasons change.
And it says, and for the entrance of the inner sanctuary, he made doors out of olive wood, that they would be one-fifth of the width of the sanctuary. And on the two olive wood doors, he carved cherubims and palm trees, open flowers, and overlaid the cherubim and the palm trees with hammered gold. And in the same way, for the entrance of the main hall, he made the door frames out of olive wood, one fourth the width of the hall. And he made two of the doors out of juniper wood, each, of, each having two leaves that turned in the sockets. And he carved cherubim and palm trees and, and opened flowers on them and overlaid them with hammered gold even over the carvings. Amen? When we look at this portion of scripture, it, it speaks about the detail that the Lord will pay attention to when it came to the doors, the access points to the temple. That means every time you are, are faced with a door, it's an access point. It's an entry point. It's something that it tells you that there is something more that is ahead of you. That there is something greater that is ahead of you. He, he, I want you to understand he paid attention to the doorways. Because the doorways was a promise of what you were going to enter into. I do not know the door that you are trusting God to open in your life. But may it be a great door. May it be an effective door. May it begin to bring you into a, a, a blessing that the Lord has in store for you. But one of the things I know is that doorways are access points. And today, this is my prayer, that you would access all that the Lord has in store for you. Not just a portion, but all. Amen. That means when you when you were given access through a doorway, it was not you just getting through the doorway. It meant that whatever was in the room is yours. Come on. Hallelujah. Then I want you to learn how to say today, I, I, I feel it in my spirit that this morning, that, that a lot of you are trusting God for some things that God can begin to supernaturally do in your life. But it's going to begin to start with you opening up your mouth. It's going to start with you beginning to change the way you begin to speak and the, the things that you begin to declare over your life. But I'm here to say to you, as you begin to open up your mouth, you can begin to experience something that is more than what you're experiencing currently. And I, I, I like how the doors were created. He said, just make it in a certain size, in proportion to the, to the, to, to the room. And he says, make the doorway in certain size, make it out of specific width. I like the detail. You know, one of the things that you know about if you ever build your own house, the one thing that you pay attention to is the door. Amen. I like big doors. Now, I made a mistake when we was drawing plans for the house that we stay in. And when I drew the plans, I just made them destroy the plans. And then I realized they put aluminium doors. And then I tried to change it to wooden doors. But the inspector 
wouldn't allow me to change it. I said, I want to make it a bigger door. I like a perfect door. Not because I'm that big. <laughs> but I like a door that makes a statement. It feels like something else. It feels like you're opening it. And it tells you about who something's about. You know, that, you know when you go to some houses and you look at the door? You, you, you know. If they paid attention to that door, they paying attention to everything inside of it. So I learned one thing. Whenever I build now, I'm paying attention to the door. Now I'm going to change the door in my house. Because now they passed the plans. I'm going to change that door now to the one that I want. That suits what I saw. Amen. Come on. I'm here to say to you today that your heavenly father when he looks at you he's prepared a door for your life. Amen. Sometimes the enemy has robbed us. Sometimes the enemy has told us lies. But I'm here to say to you there's a door that is opening for you. But the door cannot just open as long as you stand outside and admire the door. You do not access. But there are some things you do. He says knock and it will be open. He says persevere. Amen. And the door will be open. I'm here to say to you for if, if, if you are hungry for God. If you are hungry for God and you are passionate for God. God's about to do something greater in your life. So Father, I thank you for your sons. I thank you for your daughters. I thank you for everyone that is in the house today. Just begin to move upon their lives in a supernatural way. Father, I pray today that you have determined you have determined and you have set even in eternity plans and purposes concerning the lives of your children. Let them live in the fullness. Let them live in the overflow of all that you have in store for them. No more limits. No boundaries. In the name of Jesus, overflow in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. And Amen. Let's give God a praise offering. Amen. Amen. I want you to turn around, greet a few people, Amen. At least five people, Amen. Greet five people. If you, the, the five is a number of grace. So if you're trusting God for grace to open doors, five people, Amen. Come on. Come on, I want you to stretch your face. Some of you, I'm looking at you. You only shoot one person's hand. Amen. Five people. Amen. May the people find you so that you get five. Amen. So that some doors open in your life. Amen. In Jesus' name. So welcome to the house of the Lord. Let us begin to celebrate Him in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.
a declaration. Now, when everything is double, double low, your money is double, double low, your house is double, double low.
start to open up and doors start to open up. Amen. You are highly Come on. Amen. At your job. You're highly favored. In your business. You're highly favored. People want to transact with you. Come on. People want to transact Come on. Amen. Our Sunday school may leave I forgot. Amen. I'm so glad to see all of your faces. Amen. Amen. That I didn't want to let you go. Amen. Amen. It's good to be back home. Amen. Amen. It's good to be back home. Amen. And it's good to this year what God is doing and what God is saying in this hour. Amen. I want to encourage you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support during this time that we were away. Amen. It was really a great time uh, of this doing ministry. And we've seen the hand of the Lord in different settings. One of the things we've realized is that God moves irrespective of the environment. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Irrespective of the environment. environment. God can move. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we're just praying that God will just continue moving over our lives. We thank God for all that he is doing in this hour and in this day that we are living in because we, we are rejoicing, we are glad, we are we are excited about what God is doing. Amen? Amen. Amen. How many of you know it's a good time to be alive? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So we make a lot of declarations and uh, we make a lot of declarations and in the declarations I want you to know that God is doing something on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I purpose that whatever God is doing upon the earth that I'm going to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so we're excited about what God is doing. God has established, even during the last trip, God is establishing new relationships. God is establishing new connections for ministry. Amen. Amen. And so that's, that's the exciting part. So I'm excited about what the future looks like. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And I can tell you there are people that are excited to see you. Amen. So next year we have people that have invited themselves. Amen. And uh, some we've invited. And some have invited themselves. And some are saying we're just coming. Amen. To see what God is doing. So we believe that there is something that God is doing out of this house that is of export quality. Amen. Amen. This is important for us to understand. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, one of the things I've uh, I purpose even during this time of us being away, I ask myself many questions, but one of the, the questions, there's an echo in my mind. One of the things that uh, I've asked the Lord is that we sing songs. I live to dominate. I'm rich. I'm prosperous. I'm blessed. We, we make declarations. But something eludes us. I don't see joy yeah. on the faces of people. Yeah. Now it's okay to be serious. I, I, believe me, I spent most of my life being serious. But I understand that there also needs to be a spirit of celebration yeah. in my life. And I'm not waiting for a delayed day. You know, I like birthdays. Yeah. I don't say it much, but I like birthdays. Honestly. I like I like celebrating life. Mm. Now, I've never always been like that. Mm. 
For a long time, I thought it was just a day, and we just got by, and and a lot of you are like that, right? You you, you know you don't want to make a, a big fuss about things, is it? But how many of you towards the evening count how many people didn't phone you? Celebrate the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Now the world, they do it their way. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But we are in the world and not of the world. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And we got more reason to celebrate yeah. than anybody else. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. But I pray today that this year your joy will be full. Amen. Amen. Because the joy of the Lord is a strength. Yes. Now, I want you to understand there's difference between happiness and joy. Yes. Yes. Happiness is dependent on happenings, yes. on events. Yeah. Right? Something had to happen for you to be excited. Yeah. Now, some of you are more excited at outside yeah. than you sometimes excited in your house. Mm. Your family don't see you smiling. <laughs> they don't see all your pearls. <laughs> but when you in the house you're serious and you angry and you upset. <coughs> Is it? Yeah. But sometimes if they would see you in another environment, mm. they wonder how oh, where this one came from. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Now, come on. Yeah. I pray that God will give you joy. Yeah. But not the kind of joy that comes from the world. Yeah. But a joy that comes from Him. Yeah. Amen? Because He feels and He says, I come that your joy may be full. Yeah. Amen? This, this, this Christmas, this, this celebration, this time. Amen? Don't, don't, don't let it just be another Christmas. He said, no, no, no. You know, some of us got ways to justify things. Oh, I don't celebrate. You know, you know. You know, you're trying to save some money. <laughs> Tell the truth. You'd rather be happy and say, I'm so happy that I saved this money this time. Amen? But this is something that is important. So I want to talk to you today about having your joy full. Amen? And part of it, understanding, is that God has opened some doorways in your life, some access points. 
Go with me to the book of Revelation chapter 3. I want to share with you just a few thoughts today. I started on Wednesday speaking about keys to open doors. Now, we know a few years ago we had a theme in the church of the year of open doors. But there are some things in our lives that we have to discern, discern what does this door symbolize? Because if I don't understand that there are some doors I shouldn't open. That means certain doors just have a sign over there that says caution. You know? And I, I was saying to Annie as I drove off from, from church and I went home, I said, you know, sometimes, you know when you get employed in a company, when you get employed in a company, what happens? When they employ you in the company, they give you access. That means you come in and most of you now have fingerprint access. You know, to, 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 to clock in and out. I didn't know the word clock in. Amen. To clock in and out, right? So you use fingerprint access or you sign a, a, a paper that says you showed up for work that day. Yeah. Okay? Some of you get other people to sign in for you. That's why they put fingerprints. So, so now you have to put your own fingerprint. Okay? Now they can't mimic that. Okay? So that's the, that's the challenge. So we, we, we sign in and out. But it's because I joined the company. I've got access through the main door. Yeah. But does it give me access to every door? No. Some of it comes with a certain level of responsibility. Some things come through a level of access based on skill. Based on years of service based on certain things so we have to understand just because i've got access into the building doesn't mean i've got access to everything some doors i still have to knock so that they can be open for me come on you see the problem with it is that we live in a culture and in a in a, in a context where we feel just because i'm here now i've got a seat at the table you got access to the place. But there's some rooms you're going to have to trust God yeah. to open for you. Yeah. So I want you to understand this because it's important. Even if you worked in a, in a place that has a certain, you know, if you worked in a laboratory, unless you got a certain clearance, you can't enter a certain point. But you can enter the building. But you can't enter the point. That means if I go to checkers now, they gave me access as a shopper, as a customer, to come in the door. Yeah. Yeah. But can I go in the back where they're counting money? No. And say, I got access to the door. I came in the front door. I didn't come in the side door. I didn't come anywhere. I came in the front door. Now you must have give me access to everything. No. They says access. Is denied. Yes. Access limited. Yeah. That means you've got to understand there are some things that God is asking. Through salvation, you've got access into the kingdom. Yeah. But in the access to the kingdom, there are doors that are yet to be opened in your life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to understand how do I access those doors. Yeah. Amen. And this is an important part for us. 
So in, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, it says, To the angel of the church of Philadelphia write these, These are the words of him who is holy and true, who, who, who holds the key of David. He who opens and no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. Amen? Who opens and no one can? Amen? So that means when, when we sing the song and we say, I live to dominate. There is no enchantment against me. That means I don't believe that the enemy can keep me out of what God has determined for me. There's no enchantment. That means people can try. They can do their things. Amen? That means basically no muti is going to work. No tagati. You... Come on. Yeah, yeah. You see, the problem is a lot of us live, people live messed up. Yeah, yeah. And they mess up with witchcraft, yeah. trying to keep people down. Yeah. But I break every spirit of witchcraft yeah. that has been planned and designed yeah. against your life. Because the law is your covenant. Yeah. That means I am covered. Yeah. That, you, you see, the problem is that we live in a world where, the end, where people try to get ahead by consulting evil and demonic spirits yeah. Yeah. to open doorways. Yeah. And today, I want you to understand that everyone that illegitimately tries to access your life yeah. has no entry, yeah. has no access, yeah. because you are covered. That doorway is shut now, I want you to understand this because we, we as believers should not be messing around yeah. with witchcraft. Yeah. We should not be messing around with different, different things that is not godly. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't be touching the ungodly things. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Just because you want to get ahead. Come on. We, we live in a society that is highly spiritual, yes. but some of the spiritual accesses has allowed access not only to our lives, yeah. but to our generations. Yes. Yeah. And today, we serve notice of the enemy. Yes. He's got no access yeah. to yes. our children. Yes. He's got no access yeah. to our children's yeah. children, to our grandchildren. Yes. He's got no access to our lives. Yes. And nothing that is founded. That means the Bible says no weapon formed yes. against me. Yes. That's what the enemy does. Yes. He tries to form things yes. to attack your life. Yes. And I'm here to say to you today, it won't happen. Yes. It won't happen. I believe this strongly in my spirit this morning as I stand before you that there are some things that the enemy has been designing mm -hmm. to attack your, your life, attacking your body. Because some things it can't be explained yeah. naturally. Yeah. Some things that is happening, I can't understand how 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds are dying of cancer. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot explain sometimes some things that are coming into the bodies of yeah. people yeah. today yeah. that we are dealing with that the enemy has been infiltrating. Yeah. I can't understand how highly successful people can be depressed. Mm, yeah. mm -hmm. That's demonic. Mm, yeah. 
That means the Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. Amen. Come on. Yeah. That means if, if you are favored with business and in the area of business, that means you were created to be favored in business. Yeah. And if God has anointed you to be favored in business, then you should not be succumbing or depressed or stressed out by business. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were anointed to operate in that dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The dimension that God has ordained for you to operate in, yeah. Yeah. You, were, you have the capacity inside of you to operate there. Yeah. And it shouldn't stress you out. You should be thriving yeah. in that environment. You know why? The reality is whatever God has determined for you, the enemy could not rob you of it. Yeah, yeah. Because you were created to operate in that realm. Yeah. As much as it's in the natural realm, in the spiritual realm, if God has ordained for you to operate in a greater level of faith, in a greater dimension of, of healings, in a greater dimension of, of moving in his spirit. I'm here to say to you, he says, whatever door he has opened, yes. yeah. no one will be able to shut. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So I want you to understand, is there a dimension above where you're operating that God wants you to live in? And are you living below the dimension that God wants for you. Doors. But then he comes in and he says, what doors he shut, no one will be able to open. The problem is, some doors we've been trying to open ourselves. And it's a door that the Lord has shut to you. Amen. And sometimes those doors can lead us into destruction. So he, he, he comes in and he gives us a balance in understanding. And so we spoke a little bit on Wednesday and I want to recap that there are, there are the purpose of different doors. The one is for protection. The one is for restriction and access, restricted access. The, second, the third door, sorry, is a door of stagnation. Then there are doors for boundaries that determine what, what, you know, a boundary between places. But then there's a door that is a sign of growth. Some doors only open to us when we are ready. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they open beforehand, it, we can be crushed yeah. yes. if we were not prepared for that door to open. Amen? So often, the purpose of this door is a sign that God wants you to grow, reflect, and adjust before he can move you forward. Sometimes, that sometimes you are standing before a door. It doesn't mean that the door is, uh, the door is not for you to enter in. The door is a, a reminder you need to grow yeah. so that you can enter in. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Right? It's the same thing like some, we use the example of, of, of giving a 10-year-old your car keys and telling them drive the car. The child may, may be able to, you know, now with automatic cars, you can see a reverse, drive, neutral. It seems simple. Yeah. 
But the reality is they lack the maturity yeah. to handle it. Because driving is not just about the skill of driving, but it's about the maturity. How many of you know that? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the problem is that if you just give somebody your car and they don't know how to respect it, they'll drive it anyhow. Yeah. They'll drive it on the curbs. They'll hit the bumps. They'll, every pothole they'll find, they'll drive over. Because it's your car. But give them their own car. How they'll drive it. Different. You know, we all had children that were learned how to drive on our cars. They drove it as much as possible. Everything they had a reason to drive somewhere, go somewhere, find something. But when they had to own their own cars and fill their own petrol, they'll tell you it's expensive. Let us do it while we are doing other things. But when it was your car and you were filling the petrol, well, I need to go somewhere. And they'll go and come three times. Yeah. But when it's their car, say, hey, expensive. Huh? Yeah. I remember when Joash had to first learn, I'm talking about him being there, not yet. When he, when, he had, when he had to first learn to fill fuel in his car, when he started working and earning money, I said, now you fill your fuel and go to work. And I deliberately Waited when his car came, I jumped in it and drove it and went other places. <laughs> then he says, Dad, but the fuel is finishing quickly. <laughs> now for the years that I was pulling, it wasn't finishing quickly. <laughs> it was, you, you, you understand? So, so there's some things you've got to grow to. That when you grow there and you're able to enter, that door is not going to crash you. Yes. Yeah. That door is not going to end. Then there is doors that suggest a change in direction. And opportunities, promotion, these doors represent a change in direction. It's an open door that brings you closer to the goals and purposes and the will of God concerning your life. Then there is doors that means there's a closure of, an, of a season. There's a closure, closure of something. Now, some of us have to learn how to close the doors on certain things so that we can be ushered into a new season. We, we haven't learned how to close the doors, but we want to walk into the new open door and keep the old door op open also. So if this doesn't work out, I've got that. Huh? Some of you know what I'm talking about. Because you've got two doors open. And you've got one leg here and one leg there. You're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. It, it's just, you just like the fact that there's opportunities. The problem is that you stagnant. But you have to learn how to close some doors. Tell your neighbor, close some doors. Close some doors. That means there's some relationships. There's some people. You have to say thank you for the season. Season's over. Naomi could not take Opa where she was going. Because the season changed. Come on. 
So you have to learn how to let those things go. Some of you are trying to hold on to a lot of doors. You only got two hands. Right? Let those doors that the Lord has closed, close. Amen? Now some people walk into an open door and talk about what was behind the closed door. Like the children of Israel. They leave Egypt. The Lord closed the door. He even closed the sea. Yeah. <laughs> giving them rest. You know, like, God had to be so dramatic. He didn't just, like, leave them, leave the city. Come across, put a bridge across. You know, the Lord made sure there was no bridges there. Because he knew these people. They run back. So he, what he did was he opened up the sea. He let them walk in right there and he closed the seat and he said, ah, now try to go back. But you know the problem was, even though they physically couldn't go back, they kept comparing where they are to where they were. Have you ever said, you remember the good old days? The good old days was not all good. We used to talk about how, you know, remember the good old days when the people used to, children used to play on the streets, play hide and seek. The reason you used to play hide and seek is because your parents didn't have money for anything else. So they let you play on the road. So it felt like a holiday. Because they couldn't take you anywhere. The good old days was butter bread and tea, yeah. and black tea. Yeah. Not going and sitting in a restaurant called Cachos. <laughs> and having a pizza for yourself. No, no, no. They cut the pork sausage into 10 pieces, and they shared it. And you had one piece that was hidden under all the rice and the chutney. Come on, stop telling your stories as if it was so good you had it. You have it better now. See, we like the people of Egypt. Come on, we talk about closed doors, how we had it in the closed doors. Because they didn't realize that what was in the future was better than what they had in the past. I'm here to say to you, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. I thank God that we learned how to sleep on the floor. We learned how it was to have cold water bath. Learned how it was to rough it out. We learned how it was to put cobra polish on lino floors. And learn how to put scoop. Yeah. And learn how to polish the red scoop. Yeah. 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 Some of you saying, I don't know what all that yeah. Some of you saying, yeah, but you never know how to polish the scoop. But the reality, we knew what it was. Yeah. But I thank God for vacuums. Yes. <laughs> and I thank God for these squeegee things that you just, you just spray the floor and you just mop yeah. like that. Thank God that you don't have to go on the knees to show yeah. that you got black knees. Yeah. You work hard. <laughs> because now if I spend too much time on my knees, 
getting up is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Isn't it a little bit better? Yeah. Yes. Let's stop talking about Egypt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Some of you want to live in the promise, but you got Egypt on your mind. Yeah. And you got to understand that was a door, that was a season, yeah. but there was more that God had to move you to. Yeah. Can't start living like you want more. Stop trying to exist. I pray you get it in your spirit. Some of you, God's been wrestling with you to tell you there's more that he has for you. Yes. But you've been settling because your spirit has become so in, 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 indoctrinated by the thinking that uh, you feel guilty to start moving forward. Amen. Even for you that are, that are retired and you're older, and whatever, still live your best life. Yes. 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 Amen? Live your best life. You want that shoe made. You want that dress made. If you you got jewelry, put everything on. Walk around the house. Or just dress up and walk in the neighborhood. Up and down. You step. If you got nowhere else to go, no one's stopping you from walking in the road. Put your high heels, walk up and rub your ankles later, that's all right, that's fine. Do it. But you know, because the problem is that we're living with too much of delay. Delayed anticipation of joy. Delayed anticipation of something. Live it now. We, we know there's no guarantees of a future yeah. or tomorrow. We know God is there and he's got our tomorrows, but tomorrow may not be a tomorrow for me. Yeah. 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 And I have to learn how to live it. So I'm not talking about being wasteful, I'm not think, talking about being negligent, but I'm talking about understanding that God has got it. Now, Throughout the scriptures, there are various types of doors that are mentioned in the scriptures. Some are symbols, they are figurative, we use the language, that means it means something else. And some are literal doors, right, that were there. Now, in the scriptures, there are some very physical doors or, or, or literal doors that had a symbolism. First one was the, the, the door of the ark. In Genesis 6, 16 and 17, it speaks about the, the door to the ark that Noah built. But that door symbolized safety. So ark doors symbolize safety. That means it meant that it kept them protected from the elements that was affecting everybody outside. There is an ark door that God always places over his people that protects them from whatever is happening externally. Now there was a song that they, they, they used to sing, it's an old song, it, it says, are you in the ark? Or are you outside? It says, don't hesitate. It'll be too late. The doors open wide. Now, now the old songs had some meaning in it. Yeah. They were a little bit rough, but it, it basically said, if you didn't make it when the doors were open, yeah. Yeah. the doors are going to be shut. 
gotta stop. The land is gonna be an yeah. yeah. <coughs> That's what it meant. Yeah. Right? So so it, it, it speaks about the doors of the ark was important. Now, during the time of God's judgment over the earth, God created a door of safety. Yeah. Noah and his family were safe in it because God put a door that's, that protected them from the inside of the ark to the things that were happening outside the ark. I pray that the Lord will build an ark door for you yes. that will protect you from the external elements of the world that we live in. That means we, we make the statement, we're in the world, but not of the world. That I pray today that we will not look <coughs> like the world that we live in. Or the environment that we live in. Yeah. Or the society yeah. that we live in. That we, we, we will look like how God has always determined us to be. That means there will be a door of safety. But then... There was the door of the temple. We read the scripture in the beginning of the service today from 1 Kings chapter 6. It speaks about all the details that the Lord will give them in building the door to the temple. But the door to the temple symbolized two things. It symbolized separation and access to God. Now this is a strange thing, because the doors in the temple separated different access points, which the public had access to, and which the priests had access to. So that means there were certain places where they didn't have, the people didn't have access to, but the priests had access to. And so this is a very, very important part. But in the New Testament, in John chapter 10 verses 9, Jesus says, I am the door. And so he understands that when we are saved by his grace, it says, now I give you access to what you never had access to. That means, it means that through him, through Jesus Christ, we have access to the very presence of God, to the very holies of holies. We have access to that place where we, where we can come really before the Lord. And he says, this access is by the grace of God, by his presence. And so Jesus opens up a way for us to enter into a relationship, allowing us access to God beyond the limitations of our flesh. So we see that the door in the temple, although it allowed access, the access was limited. Jesus then becomes the door. He says, I'm the door. Remember later on he will say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He, he, he says, I'm the door to the sheep gate. I'm the door. That, that He's the access point into a different realm of living. And that door had to be broken. That door had to be crucified so that we can have access through the, his brokenness and his sufferings. Yeah. We can have access to the very holies of holies. So when we come before the Lord, we are not negligent. Or we are not taking it for granted. Because we understand there was a price that was paid for that access. So we understand that that was a door. Then there was the door of the Passover that in, 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 in Exodus chapter 12... Verse 17, the instruction was 
put on the top uh, on the on the doorpost, uh, sprinkle the blood of the uh, the animal that was sacrificed on the doorpost. And what did that symbolize? It symbolized redemption. It meant that um, we are covered and protected. That's why Ephesians takes it a step further. In one Ephesians 1 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Amen. So we're understanding that that Passover door was a symbol of, of redemption. That means when the angel of death saw the blood on the doorpost, he passed over. That's where the word Passover came. He passed over the people. That household was protected. But it then lends us, out, out, us to the point that we've been redeemed. We've been bought with a price. Amen. And the price was the precious blood of Jesus. So that so that that Passover door brings redemption even into our lives. But then he comes in and he talks about the shepherd door. In John chapter 10, verses 7 to 9, it, it, it speaks about Jesus and him being the door to our lives. And him being the door to our lives means that we've come to the place where we receive everything that God has for us. And now we have access to eternal life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes into the Father but by me. I'm the way. That means the direction. The truth. That means it's built on truth. That means the, the Bible talks about in, in John chapter 1 verse 14, in him was full of grace and truth. Right? But then he comes in and says, but I'm also life. He says, I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. What is he talking about, abundant life? He's talking about eternal life. That means we uh, a life that we, we are not limited by the life that we live on the earth. Once we're in the earth, we do not have eternal life. Eternal life is in Christ. Right? That even when we, when we die, we understand that we live again with, with Him. So we understand that. Then there was the door of the tomb. The door of the tomb speaks about victory over death. So the symbol is that, that it's a reminder that we have victory over death. That's why the, Paul writes on later, he says, Oh death, where is your sting? Oh death, where is your victory? It, it comes into the point where we understand when the, when the door of the tomb is rolled away, it meant that that which was there meant to hold you back has now been moved so that you can have access to all that God has for you. Victory over death. That today I want you to understand this when we live as, 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 as Christians, we understand that we have victory over death. The Bible talks about sin as being death. Sin, when, when it says when sin enters our life, it separates us from God. And that separation is equated to death. Death to who? What God has always intended for us to have, that eternal life that he's always intended for us to have. 
Then he talks about the, the wide and the narrow gate. Remember, he gives the, the, he gives the parable. And he talks about his, and he describes in, in Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14, he says there's two ways that believers can take. We can either take the broad way, the, the broad road that leads to destruction, or the narrow way that leads to life. But the door speaks about choices. Choices between that have an eternal destination. So we have to understand how are we living our lives. And, and so I know in the past few weeks, we've been talking about the price of our, of our decision. And so we're starting to learn that every decision has consequences and every decision has results. So we have to understand that everything that we do, we either allow access into our lives and that access has consequences and results. If you open yourself to the Spirit of the Lord, then you have access to what the Spirit of the Lord has for you. But if you, if you don't, you will lose totally all that God has for you. So this is important for us to understand. But we understand that the doorways need to be protected. That means, may the Lord put gatekeepers. That means people that stand by the door, that protect and guard the access points to our lives. I'm here to say to you today, in your life, is there things that you have allowed access to that is now challenging you, that needs to change? Amen? In Isaiah chapter 45 verses 2, it talks about, in the spirit realm, there are gatekeepers that serve as protectors of spiritual doors. That means, are there things that you've allowed in your life because of ignorance or we have allowed certain things in our lives because of choices and now it is beginning to impact us? That means even in your marriage, even in your home, there are certain things that we should have addressed and we fail to address it. Some things we have left and now over the years it seems like it's too late to address it. I'm saying to you, you need to begin to trust God that there will be gatekeepers over your life. Now I remember Annie shared a sermon many years ago about gatekeepers and, and, and gates that have the different gates that have access. Like, like in, in Jerusalem, there were 12 gates to the city. And each of the gates were different access points. And in our lives, all of us have different access points to our lives. Some of our access points is, is our spouses. Some of our access points to our lives is our children. Some of our access points is our colleagues. Some of our access points is our parents. Some of our access points is our family. Is it? Then, and then some of it is your, the people that you associate with are access points to your life. But what are they bringing into your life? Because every time you open yourself out to a relationship or you open yourself out to a different sphere of relationships, those people have access points to your life. They speak into your life. They deposit into your life. And whether you want to think it or not, 
it ha they have a access to you that you've allowed. That's why I am so cautious now to say, you know, I used to use the word, this is my friend. But not everybody is my friend. Uh, I don't want to call everybody my friend. Because a friend means you can go to the house. You can sit to you. No friend. Friends are different. Acquaintances has a different level of relationship. Colleagues are different. You see, don't treat your colleague as a friend. Yeah. You change your job, a friend. Your colleagues will change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The people that you think you can't do it out, you'll do it out. Yeah. Because your job changed. How many of us know that? You know, remember in primary school, we had friends. Mm. Best buds. BFFs. <laughs> Best friends forever. After you went to high school, you made new friends. What happened to the BFF? Then in high school, you thought you can be friends for life. Sisters for life. Brothers for life. As soon as the matric exam finished, they got finished. Went to university. Thought, this one is my comfort. I can't do without. Graduation, we took photos together. After that, there are a few relationships that stay with you for the whole life. That's your friend. Others, it just leaves on the tree. They cease now. It's going to change. It's okay, they leave. Color changes. And some of them literally their color changes. <laughs> now I'm starting to realize there's some people that I knew that were dark. They're fair. <laughs> and I'm wondering how? <laughs> but they tell me there's some things you can take. <laughs> A lot of us have been influenced, we you know, we come from the George Man. Michael Jackson era. <laughs> so when he sang black or white, you know, it literally was his challenge. So some people you may know today, tomorrow they'll change. I didn't know that human beings were chameleons, but that's possible. <laughs> Through an injection, or a drip, or a capsule, there's hope for all of us. Amen? Gatekeepers, amen? Pray. May the Lord give you gatekeepers. But then also we have to identify strong men. Strong men are spiritual forces that oppose God's will over our lives. Strong men can be demonic spirits, rulers of darkness, principalities, powers that seek to control individuals from entering into their spiritual opportunity. We have to identify what are the strong men that are storming the doors of our lives. 
opportunities for our lives. Because if we don't identify these strong men and don't identify these spirits that are attacking us, because remember, the enemy continuously wants to oppose what God is doing in your life. So he will send those spirits that will affect that area of your life. And the enemy knows where you're most vulnerable. That's why even Job says, the thing that I feared most has come upon me. Some of, some of you need to understand that sometimes the things that you are fearing is pointing the enemy to how to attack you. Amen? Some of you are thinking, hey, it's coming to December now. You know, December 10, everybody in this, my family go crunk. That means they go a little bit off their heads. And some of you, instead of celebrating it, you get scared. But today, identify the strong man. Start to do warfare. That the enemy is not going to rob this area. Some of you, remember, the enemy doesn't attack us all the same way. That means, the Bible says no weapon formed against you. That means, what does it say? The enemy doesn't have one way of attacking everybody. The enemy uses forms and attack for your life. So, for my life, certain things may not be an attack. For your life, that may be a weak point. Yeah. Amen? So you have to identify what is the strong man that is attacking your life. Amen? I mean, we end, we're ending 2023. 20, we're going to enter 2024. Now is the time for us to reflect and say, how is my life better this year than it was last year? And how can it be better next year than it is this year? And what is it going to require of me to change? Because you can't expect change doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have, have to expect change doing something different. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll have the same year again. Yeah. The same you, just a little older. Yeah. The same you, just moving a little slower. <laughs> you know, one of the things I saw in the States is I saw people really look old. I mean, people in the 90s, driving, people in the 90s, they've got walkers and whatever, they, they come into church. In the church, if you get the walkers, sometimes you ask them, why do you need it? They didn't need it to go to the car. And then they jump into a nice sports car. And I saw them, walker. That doesn't mean you can't walk properly, you can't ride, good. Come on. And I'm saying when we get to 50 and 60, we sing Kalasovia. <laughs> now we're living in grace. Come on. Amen. May we be like Caleb. 85 and saying, yes, give me this mountain. Hallelujah. May they drag you out of this life kicking and screaming. Just give up. I'm here to shoot me. No, 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 no. You have to catch me. 
85, I'm even ducking, rolling on the floor. I have to get up and I'll roll. <laughs> but whatever you're doing, come on, live. Amen? Because God is creating doors. You're identifying strongholds in your life. But why? We're identifying it so that we can live our best life. We can know that the doors of opportunity that God will open for you, even in your retirement. May the Lord open doors of opportunity where you can still be effective and be a blessing. Come on, let's just bow our heads together. <coughs> Father, we bless you. We honor you and we glorify your name. You are truly a great and an awesome God and there is no one like you. So today we understand that even as we study and we understand that you're giving us keys. You said to, to your disciples, you said to Peter, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Keys that access doorways. So I pray in the lives of your sons and daughters. Give them keys that will access different doors. May you set before them open doors. The doors that people try to shut. The doors that circumstances try to shut. But the doors that you've intended to open for their lives will be opened. So we speak open doors. We speak divine opportunities. We speak discernment in the season. That we will understand, oh God, how to function when the door is open to us. How to live in a realm that we've never lived in before, but also to live our full lives. So we pray today for maturity. We pray for growth. We pray for an understanding, that we understand that doors are symbolic of the victory that you want to give us in that season. And so we thank you, God, that for doors of safety. We thank you for doors of protection. Thank you for doors, oh God, that symbolizes greater spaces and opportunities that you're bringing your people to. But I pray today that the doors that you've intended to be opened in the lives of your people, don't let circumstance, don't let choices, don't let people or demonic spirits keep us from entering into it. So we declare today, Lord, make us discern, discerning how to protect how to fight, how to keep God over the areas that you've opened for our lives so that the enemy will not infiltrate. In Jesus' name, amen.